Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. I am utterly delighted to be joined in studio by Allison Wiest. Hello. Hello, darling. Is this year six? Six of wow. the annual summer reading podcast. Wow. Oh my gosh. And from last year, we learned to do it earlier in the season because we got some got some chuff on uh, Twitter for doing it too late in the season. Yeah. All right. So hopefully everybody is primed and ready to take these picks to the beach, to the mountains, to the in-laws. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Road trip, road trip. Yep. Yep. Speaking of, we're both leaving. Uh, when do you leave? I leave Friday. Oh. So two more days. Headed back to Kentucky to see my father, who's just about to turn 89 on your mother's what birthday? 92nd birthday. Yeah, they share the same birthday tomorrow. Yeah, that's so crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um... Uh, then the kids will drive up from South Carolina, so it'll be a real family reunion. You leave tonight. I leave tonight on a red eye with what? the three kids to go back to Connecticut Ugh. to see my mom and to visit my father's grave. I told the kids last night that we're going to do that. And um, yes, so, and we'll arrive, we're taking a nonstop to JFK, and we'll uh, just get ourselves out to Connecticut and arrive like basically in time for breakfast for, with my mother on her birthday. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know about you, but I cannot stand red eyes the older i get the tougher they are on me it will be my second red eye in one week oh because and uh, because molly and i flew back on the red eye from anchorage but that one oh my goodness it plane was not full and so i had an exit row all to myself and, oh. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and my trick for that is to sit in the middle seat buckle my seatbelt, and then promptly collapse over into the seat to my left. That's where my head is. And then curl my feet up, legs up, and put them in the seat to the right. Sounds like a plan. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. And I slept soundly the entire way. Oh, wow. And then, so we landed at 444, uh, got home an hour later, and was just surreptitiously about to sneak. I was sneaking upstairs. The kids had a sleepover. The twins had a sleepover. So they were in what is the room we are recording in now. (laughs) So I was like, oh, I don't want to wake Jack and the dog up. So I'll go sleep in Daphne's room. And then (laughs) Augie heard me. (laughs) So I went into watchdog mode. (laughs) So so I, I took him down. He went to the bathroom and then we all. So and then Jack just slept through the whole thing. And then Augie and I went back to sleep and until 9.49. Oh, my word. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He yeah. could sleep pretty much all day if you let him. Gosh, no. Yeah, not for Babylon? No, no. Babylon is, if Babylon sleeps past 6 a.m., we, you know, wander over and, you know, put our ear to his kennel to make sure he's still no breathing. Way. But the, the upside is that especially if I take him on a hike in the a.m., uh-huh. in the afternoon, he'll sometimes sleep for three, three and a half hours. Yeah, we'll see, but Augie can do it. He takes a morning nap and an afternoon nap. <laughs> <laughs> and by, by 8.30 or 9 at night, you could basically put fake nails and lipstick on that dog, and he wouldn't wake up. Yeah, now that's one thing. Babylon does sort of collapse at like, but, but usually about 7.30. Uh-huh. Oh, okay, so yeah, earlier. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. Know, it is like babies. I mean, oh, you talking about the or schedule. toddlers, toddlers. Yeah. That's where I think he's sort of at that. He's sort of at the toddler slash adolescent phase. You know, uh-huh. sometimes he just wears himself out and just collapses like a toddler (laughs) but then at the dog park i've noticed that he'll play 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 and then you know time to go home and he gives me that yeah whatever (laughs) look like a teenager (laughs) in fact somebody said to me oh yeah how old's your dog i said almost nine months said oh he's going into the adolescent phase 
And I said, really? And the guy had two big dogs. And I said, okay, so the adolescent phase, what, lasts two, three months? And this guy gave me such a look of pity. And he said, no, you're looking at about a year. (laughs) And I love that you're talking your one eyebrow is going up with true skepticism. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But our dogs are pals. They've played together a couple times. They have, which is hilarious, you know, the opticals on that. Because Uh Babylon is probably about 50 pounds now and Augie's what? About 23, 24. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. 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 But I love that. And Augie holds his own, buddy. He sure does. He had a play date with a, um, a golden lab on Sunday. And the owners of that dog said, he is such a big dog mentality. <laughs> and I'm like, mm-hmm, yep, yeah. yep, yep, yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Now there's something else. They really are. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, you have been um, off the radar for a while. I have been. I have been. Um, Not to, you know, go on and on about it, but uh, for those who understand the term, I've been battling with Churchill's dog, Mm -hmm. uh, black dog. Um, I've, as a younger person, dealt a lot with depression and uh, thought I had sort of slipped the reins of it and Mm -hmm. uh, hadn't had an episode for probably close to a decade, mm-hmm. and just got slammed um, mm-hmm. and feel like I'm coming out of it. But, um, you know, for all of those who, and I know there are many of you out there who have, have suffered from this, and it's uh, it's pretty humbling and pretty devastating. Mm-hmm. So um, coming back from that, um, very unsure about the podcast, and I hate to be to sound wishy-washy about that, and I apologize for that, mm-hmm. uh, but... Um, and I want to interject, you're talking about the book bully. Yeah, the exactly. Podcast. Sorry about that. Yeah. yeah, the book bully podcast, which I think we did 12 episodes. It was 11 or 12. And um, then when I got hit, uh, it, it coincided with a reading slump, which usually mm. I can pull myself out of fairly quickly. This one was epic. Mm. Um, so uh, I'm unsure of where uh, the podcast stands. And again, um, I'm, uh, you know, it, so much time has gone by that I know that it's tough to, to, to pick up the reins again. I do say that it has given me a much even bigger um, uh, feeling of uh, gratitude and immense pride in what you do, uh, oh. you and Demity do, because you guys, I understand the amount of work and, you know, mine was not nearly, nearly the size of y'all's, but just really... Um, I have to say that, w- that what you guys do is is amazing. Oh, well, you're very sweet. I mean, I, I love doing it, and, and um, I hope you find your way back to it, because I know from uh, people in Anchorage we're asking about it, and on oh, social wow. media people are, and so, um, yeah. Yeah, so it seemed to me like your depression came on very suddenly. Is that naive of me to ask that? No, I don't think so. Um, it did, and there was, you know, people a lot of times uh, will say, well, what what happened? You know, mm-hmm. what tripped it off? And that's the thing about depression. It uh, typically, at least for me, there's never been one episode. Mm-hmm. Um, the last one that I had came about a year and a half after my mother died. It mm-hmm. wasn't right after my mother died. It wasn't, it didn't coincide with any anniversary. Um so, uh, you know, I'd love to be able to, to point to something because I think if you have a beginning point, then you mm-hmm. feel like you automatically have an end point. Sure, sure. And in this case, you don't. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So um, are you comfortable talking about with what you've done to 
try to pull out of it? Yeah, I think um, I have to say, you know, we were talking about the dogs. Um, I was uh, telling my husband, thank God for Babylon, because he gets me out of bed in the morning. In the past, I've had them where I either got out of bed to, you know, to do what needed to be done and then got right back in. Mm -hmm. Um, That has not been the case Although I have napped with him <laughs> more than usual, probably. Um, and I think uh, I really probably need to get back into meditation. I meditated at least once or twice a day for a year and a half. Then the dog came, and that kind of went out the window. Um, so I'm trying to get back into that. And, which is appropriate for another mother runner, mm-hmm. I have started running again. Oh, excellent. Um, not as far and not as often as I'd like, but um, that is that is helping. Oh, so I think getting, you know, meditating, um, the running, and also, uh, and this is key, but so, so hard, trying not to beat myself up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um you know, when you feel like you're letting people down, family, um, listeners, excuse me, mm-hmm. friends, um, it's tough. It's tough. And it, uh, it's, it's hard. Uh, you know, but I think the other thing is that this came in the wake of um, Kate Spade and Anthony Bourdain. And so I had a lot of people mm-hmm. really frantic. And, you know, on one hand, you're saying to them, trust me, I'm not at that point. And on the other hand, you're just so deep, low. Mm. Um, and uh, it's it's hard. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like I'm pulling out of it. Um, it may not sound like it right now, <laughs> but I, I do feel like uh, uh, the end is inside. I think being with family will help also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so too. How long are you going to be with them? A week. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah. what about you? Uh, we arrive Thursday morning and f- catch a 6 a.m. flight from LaGuardia on the way back. Wow. <laughs> and it was just so reasonable. I couldn't pass it up. And I just hear, I think the hardest thing is going to be getting the kids up and in the lift. And, you know, I don't, they can fall asleep on the ride there. I mean, the traffic will be lighter. It won't be surge pricing. So Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Um, so in one, go, if uh, just one question back to the depression that, um, you know, I, I told Molly about it and, and she, her advice was, you know, Sarah, just call Ellison, tell her you're, or text her and tell her you're coming over in, you know, 30 minutes and there's, there's, you know, no two ways about it. I just was like, well, I don't think that's the right way to play it with a. And so I ran it by you and you were like, no, no, Sarah, you're right. You know? And so, I mean, what, what, if someone, you know, let's say their running friend or their sister-in-law or something is going through, um, a, a period of depression, I mean, what, what advice would you have to people? Well, I think it's interesting because after you emailed me about that and I was like, nope, not a good idea. I read an article that I think somebody had put on Facebook mm. And again, in the wake of uh, Kate Spade and Anthony Bourdain, and that that was one of the things they had said oh. was contact and just say, look, I'm coming over. I can either come over at 10 a.m. or 3 p.m. We don't have to do anything. I can just sit with you. You know, mm-hmm. for me, that was not good advice because that would have paralyzed me. Mm-hmm. I would mm-hmm. have felt that I had to um you know, even if you had said, I'm just going to come over and sit with you, I would have felt like, no, no, A, need to entertain, B, need to keep up a conversation, C, Mm -hmm. need to, 
you know. Maybe brush your hair and put on some, yeah. some different clothes. <laughs> right. <laughs> Something. So uh, as far as advice for, for other people, um, I think reaching out is good. I think letting people know that you're there if they need you. Uh-huh. Um, but I think sort of being proactive, maybe to the point of, no, this is what I'm going to do. That might work for some people, uh, but mm-hmm. for others, including myself, um, that would have thrown me into panic mode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, Molly, if you're listening, if it ever happens to you, I'm just going to say I'm coming yeah. over. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. And I, you know how much I love Molly. And yeah. I oh, appreciate yeah, of her, yeah. her thinking of that. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it was just, it was, it just didn't feel like also it didn't feel like our relationship it didn't feel like you're my relationship and it didn't feel like a move that I would do right like I felt it was a little bit you know I've lived here for almost two decades yet I still am very much east coasty so yeah Yeah, it does sound like a southern thing to do you know so I guess it's or just kind of west coast like hey just stop by yeah you know and I love when people just stop by but um it just didn't feel like the right thing so um yeah, yeah 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 So as we said, this is the sixth annual. We can't even count it on one hand anymore. No, we're on uh, we're on two hands. <laughs> Just like my granddaughter will be in come November. Yeah. Um so um so you alluded to having a little bit of a, a reading drought. Oh. Um and um I haven't been reading a ton lately. Um, but I am currently reading two books from previous summer episodes. Um reading The Essex Serpent by Sarah Perry. Oh, I love that book. Yeah, and Molly and I are both reading it for, um, it's for our book group. It's not the next book in our book group, but somehow we both landed on it. Okay. And um, and then also A Gentleman in Moscow by right. Amor Tolls. Yeah. And so many people have recommended that book to me, including my newest mother runner friend, Jackie, who I hiked with in Anchorage last week. And so, you know, I was a... Russian studies minor at Colgate. So it's, I, I definitely need to really dive into that. Cause I also loved Amor Toll's, um, rules of civility. Rules of civility. See that I could not get into. Yeah. It was, it was just a quiet book. I, I like mm-hmm. that. So, um, yes. And I don't know, you know, I just, I, just, I go through cycles where I read a lot and then I don't read a lot and it just so happens. Um, but I do have two new this year books to talk about, but I want you to share a few of your pixie, which we'll do after we uh, take a short break to hear from some of our partners. Stay tuned. All right, E give it to me. What, what's your first book recommendation? All right. Well, um, I actually have three, but one of them I have a feeling, in fact, I know for sure that you and I are uh, in simpatico about. Mm, so okay. the first one that uh, brought me out of my slump and I'm, I've still, I still think it's a, it's a great, good book. It's called Snare hmm. and uh, it's set in Iceland. So trying to pronounce the author's name <laughs> and here here i go with apologies apologies for to all our icelandic yes, listeners yeah. yes and I, I can't wait to hear it's uh i believe it's lilia sigurdatter okay anyway i will w- write it down i heard for some you. umlauts there yeah yeah perhaps, yeah oh yeah. yeah there's lots of but it is uh what i call a multi-layered thriller set in iceland oh. the, the main character is a young single mother who has been essentially blackmailed into being a um, drug carrier Mm. uh, in and out of Reykjavik. And so, you know, it sets up this sort of, you're thinking, well, it must not be, you know, we're not going to feel anything for this character or or some of the the characters that she deals with. And actually, that's not the, that's not the case. Um, I thought, 
the characters were, for the most part, very well drawn. Um, and a lot of times when you have, you know, books in translation, mm. there's a little stuttering. Uh, a bit of that, but not much. And I actually recommended this to Monica, my friend, a yeah, you know, great sure. friend who lives in Sweden, for her um, book club. And they're about to read it because I think this is a book that actually sets up nicely to have a lot of discussions uh, on a number of different levels oh. outside of the plot. That's interesting because thrillers, I find, typically don't make great book group yeah. books. Yeah. And you know, this because, one, they're, because they're kind of just surface, ju- as you indicated, just plot. Right. Yeah. Right. And this one is the first in a trilogy also. So I think that that's another thing that lends itself mm-hmm. uh, to maybe some discussion. But anyway, I, I enjoyed that one. Um, bit uneven at the end, but uh, s- still, um, I would I would give it a thumbs up. And the other one is probably the closest that I got to the feel good category. Oh, you remember oh. last year it was Eleanor Oliphant is completely fine. Yes. Okay. Well, this year I was like I got to find another Eleanor. And um, hey, wait before we move on to the second book, I, yeah. I love it when you do what you do so well, which is say if you liked so and right. so, and I'm thinking maybe Girl with a Dragon Tattoo. Yes, in fact, I, I'd say if you like Scandinavian noir, and here again, <laughs> I know that Iceland is not part of Scandinavia, but I think if you like Scandinavian noir, that exactly right. That's it. That's exactly where. Did you I just would create that term, or is that like a actual term, like Scandinavian noir? <laughs> no. I I think I, I think I'm, you know, I, I think I'm five it. years after the fact with that. But uh, um, I, I do think that that people that like the dra- girl, Dragon Girl, as I call it, uh-huh. uh, series, um, probably uh, was it Hankel uh, Manking? Oh gosh, I'm butchering his name. Oh. Help! You're out there. Um, but there are a couple of the. Yeah, there were the Scandinavian authors. And did you see that there's a new, um, is it The Girl in the Spider Web? The, the movie with um, Claire uh, Foyle? Is that her? Oh, really? From, the one from the who's done The Crown. Oh, yes. who's not going to be doing The Crown in season three, but right. yeah. yeah. Yeah, so she took over after um, oh, uh, Rooney Mara. Right. Which, of course, I right. won't say Mara Rooney, but Rooney Mara. Um, so, yeah, Claire Foyle, she has a really, really uh, cute, very short pixie haircut. Oh, wow. Yeah, oh, and I, at first I was like, "Wait, I recognize that person," but and then it was because it's so, as my father would have said, atypical from her typical from her regular roles, and so I was like, "Wait, that's yeah. Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> that's about as far as she can get from Queen Elizabeth, too." Yeah, yeah, right, right. <laughs> We've had a couple hundred downloads in Iceland since 2013. Just oh. read, just check. Oh, hey, so someone is listening. So All right, right, and somebody is going to say, "Oh my God, she butchered that author's." <laughs> <laughs> and and you will be more than welcome to tell me that because uh so okay so if iceland isn't part of scandinavia no. it's considered part of europe or is it is that and greenland considered its own like I, like the northern version of oceania or something i thought it was on its own but iceland is autonomous on its own right greenland is part of denmark Okay, but but is that region? You know, I like region names like Oceania and Astral Asia and things like. You know. I don't. Yeah, mm. I don't think you it, think. Okay, all right. Just yeah, no, so again, uh, some of the Iceland listeners really need to jump on the uh, the blog and 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 school all of us <laughs> right. gently, please. But do 
do school us. <laughs> yes. All right. We're so the European Free Trade Association, but not the EU. So we can say Europe. Uh, Thank God. <laughs> yeah. Gotta love a... Google. Nordic. Nordic. See, that's what I was lo- that I was looking okay. for. Something like that. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. All right. You. Um, okay. We could call it Nordic Noir. That Nordic has a really... Noir. That does. Nordic Ooh, Noir. And I'm sure nobody's thought of that. Now we'll get copyright issues. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. So your feel-good bookie. Yeah. I, uh, I struggled, struggled to find one and actually enjoyed uh, this book called Lawn Boy mm. uh, by Jonathan Evison. Mm-hmm. And uh, some of the listeners will be familiar with him. He wrote um, The Fundamentals of Caregiving. And the one that I really enjoyed was his second novel, which is called um, West of Here. Mm. And he's a Pacific Northwest author. Woo-woo. Yes. Another region. Washington. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> and this um, book is set in Bremerton, Washington. Oh, sure. Yeah. On the um, Olympic Peninsula. That's exactly right. Near Port Townsend. Yeah, so he really does a nice job of sort of bringing that into it, but not beating us on the head with it. Mm-hmm. It's the story of Mike Munez, uh, who's a young man in search of the American dream. Mm. And for Mike, his passion is landscaping. Okay. In particular, he loves turning shrubs and bushes into pieces of art. Topiary. Yes, he mm-hmm. really is. He's, he's a master of it, Edward too. Scissorhands. Alex and I the same. I, I knew that was that. going to come up. I was I was trying to avoid that, but um, but he's he's a fantastic guy, hard worker, but has a lot of family issues to overcome. Uh, has a a crush on a girl in a restaurant that uh, that, that he visits and always sits in her area, mm-hmm. and uh, has a lot of of potential, and just can't figure out. Uh, kind of where to channel it and also keeps running into some bad luck and um i say it's feel good because it really it's evison has a way of his characters are great he's quirky without being uh what i call uh new wave quirky you know there's a lot of sort of um uh, experimental quirky literature out there that i'm way too old for but um for me this book was just really enjoyable the characters were great it had a good story it has a great heart and i do think that readers of eleanor oliphant uh, is completely fine will enjoy that um also if you're a fan of books set in the northwest mm-hmm. um how about i i um i loved douglas Coop- copeland copeland right his books back in the day kind of in the late 80s early 90s are you yeah, I am not. Uh, oh. I was not a Douglas Copeland. I think it's okay. Copeland. Okay. Um, I'm, I was never a fan. I think Carl was my husband. Um, but no. so, um, and then also it, uh, quirky, a little bit like the circle is quirky or no? <sighs> Maybe or, not uh, as kind of he- definitely not as heavy as the circle was. Yeah, I mean uh, the circle has a lot of heavy undertones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of books. You know, with a male writer, it's always, and you know, here I sound like a traitor to my sex, but I do think that male writers do quirky a little different than mm-hmm. than female writers, so. And it seems to me like more women writers have been doing quirky lately. Yeah. And and I, f- I have found that uh, the younger generation, yes, I'm old, <laughs> um, some of their authors seem to equate quirky with uh, you know, dropping all of the quotation marks, run oh. on sentences. <laughs> um, so uh-huh. 
he's, he colors within the grammar guidelines definitely but, uh, oh, oh definitely. nice i like that definitely. i like that i mean william faulkner he can get away with it but yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. okay yeah now let's let's <laughs> let's not beat up on my man faulkner <laughs> so, let's say. um well speaking of quirky then I'll, I'll talk about one of my books which turns out you're not familiar with it is um uh what you don't know about charlie outlaw by leah stewart yeah and so it is to me it's the perfect summer book it is um fun it's fairly frivolous but it's well written and well constructed and it's especially good if you like escaping into people or us weekly magazines Uh so it's about this hollywood couple charlie and i'm totally forgetting the female protagonist name that's because i have i'm of a certain age um and uh, um and that they are broken up and charlie's pretty upset about it so he goes on uh um a tropical ret- like escape trip he goes to this very remote um, Caribbean island that has no name in the book and um, it has a certain revolutionary element to it and he ends up being kidnapped and so uh, you are about the you hear about the woman who's you know the ex-girlfriend who's back in the states and um, she had been super popular she was kind of like a um, Sarah Michelle Geller. she had like a Buffy the Vampire Slayer popularity show like a badass um, superhero type and then but since then she's been kind of struggling in her career and she's a little bit older than Charlie and so she's trying to get back get a meaty role and so then and Charlie's just pining away for her Um, I think her name's Josie yep that's right Josie okay so um so yeah so Josie was kind of a Sarah Michelle Gellar type and so it's just I don't know it's very escapist and it's just fun but yet it's um sometimes I find books like that not very well written that's what I was gonna say yeah and this one it's it hangs together the dialogue is good the internal development of the characters is good um and um yeah I mean I really felt engaged with it and um I definitely think if you liked Where'd You Go Bernadette by Maria Semple I wager you'll love Charlie Outlaw which I actually think is a better novel. Oh that, wow. Yeah, because yeah. because I thought Bern the Where'd You Go Bernadette really went off the oh, rails. Oh boy. Penguins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One word. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. 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 Um, agreement on that. That's um uh so yes. So um what you don't know about Charlie Outlaw. Okay, I'm going to look that up then. Yeah. 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 It was, it was yeah. fun. Yes. All right, so um so Give me an, give me another one, Allison. I'm going to give you one that uh, you and I are in agreement in, so we can talk about it together. Yes, because um, one that really pulled me out of the slump uh, was the new one from Anthony Horowitz. Uh-huh. And listeners may remember that uh, last summer Sarah recommended uh, Magpie Murders, and mm-hmm. I had not read that yet, and oh. went back and got it from the library, and and as you did, enjoyed it thoroughly. So this, when it came across my doorstep, I was like, ah. Um, the word is murder by Anthony Horowitz, and we've both read it. Yes, yes, uh, and so, um, and I like to call him Anthony because he's oh, British. That's true. That's true. Uh, so good. I'm just going to Tony. Yeah, to- as, <laughs> oh, he doesn't remember? like being called he Tony. He doesn't like being called Tony. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the reason we act like we know him <laughs> yeah. is because it is so clever because he inserts himself into this contemporary mystery, and um, I just. 
for that reason, I absolutely adored how meta it was. Yes. And I sometimes struggle with what meta really means right. and how I can use it. It's kind of like woke. It's one of those words that I'm like, oh, I really want to <laughs> drop it in a sentence, but I don't know if I'll do it. Yeah. 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 And that's another one where I feel my age. But in this case, I loved, I loved this. Uh, uh, yeah. I guess you would, you would call it a... Um, a trope? Uh, yes. Yeah. Very oh, good. Oh, very I just, good. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you, you're doing it, man. You're just psh, bing, bing. <laughs> I remember the name Josie, and now I'm firing on all cylinders. <laughs> so, so I thought it was a very clever trope that was not. It was self conscious without being um, self self-congratulatory exactly and without okay oh gosh now he's going to start talking about himself again mm-hmm. it didn't take emphasis off of the plot sure or, um but it it's it's great because it, it it he essentially is brought into it by this disgraced sort of uh self-congratulatory uh police detective mm-hmm. who has decided uh, who is self-disgraced as oh, well yeah yes mm-hmm. very much so and and who who feels that uh he has something to say and is a, an extremely important person. So he wants Tony, mm-hmm. as he yeah. c- insists on calling him, to write his life story, essentially. Right. And poor Horowitz gets sort of dragged into um, this guy's life, but then finds himself really intrigued by the murder mm-hmm. that the guy is investigating. Right, right. Yeah, and it, um, and because of that, it was this this fabulous blend of, well, this is fiction, right? Like, right, <laughs> right. But then he throws in things like you know, talking about Foyle's War, which you yeah, know. right, right. So and the yeah, because um, Anthony Horowitz is um, a longtime writer for television. Yes, uh, Midsummer, Mids- Murders. Midsummer Murders, which is on my Netflix watch list. I've never gotten into it, and uh, I've never given it a try. I make it. I don't want to make it sound like I've poo pooed it. Um, yeah, Foyle's War. Oh, be still, my heart. <laughs> Hotties. Yeah. Oh well, I just uh, it. I just thought that the main character in Foils War, the foil, was just fantastic. The only thing that, that was downside about it was after the war ended, I thought the episodes really kind of Well, that's so funny because then that's what Horowitz talks about yeah. is how he wanted to know, like, oh, well, the war's over. Now what do we do? Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. So. Right. Um, but you know, very much, I would very much thumbs up for Foils War if you've never watched it. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, but then it's also fine because it is Horowitz is so clever in referencing his own other novels. Yes. And so it's, it's like free PR within his own <laughs> book. And, but uh, again, it doesn't take away from the book. And that's yeah. what I thought was so fascinating. It was a very clever. fine line. Exactly. And I think he really walked it perfectly. He did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it, um, it felt to me like a book that must have gotten, it feels like it was written very quickly yet. I bet it was a very tough, um, conceit to pull off. I think so. And I, I, I wonder, you know, there's a part in there where he talks about in the book, his, uh, his, uh, agent sort of saying, no, 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 you know, we, mm-hmm. we're not going to do this. We're going to go do this. And, you know, you, you wonder if, I mean, you can see an author saying, hey, I've got an idea for my next book. And the agent going, oh, God. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Magpie Murders did really right. well. You need right. to follow right. that up. Go, follow focus that up. That up. Yeah. Right. Because also because I do want to put in a plug for um, Horowitz wrote two Sherlock Holmes novels, which were authorized. They were, um, you know, given the full blessing of the Sir Arthur, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, like, foundation, basically saying, oh, yes, you can use the characters, you know, because I guess there are a lot of imitators out there. And so uh, Moriarty and the House of Silk, which have you read either one of those? I p- 
put the House of Silk on hold at the library <laughs> and then forgot. You know, oh, it was one of those things like, oops, the seven yeah. days is gone. Yeah. So that one, and that one seems to be the favorite of the two. But did you like both of those? I really liked both of them. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, well, because particularly if you like Sherlock, mm-hmm. you know, with Benjamin or Benedict Cumberbatch. Cumberbatch. Wow. I just really botched that hottie's name. Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> if you're listening, I do know who you are. Um <laughs> His wife is beautiful. We do though, have so. listeners in England. Yeah. <laughs> good. <laughs> right. good. Um, England is part of. <laughs> <laughs> For the time being. Yeah. Not yeah. part of the EU. Yeah. That's exactly right. Britain. That's I it. know what that part's yeah. called. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yes. So, uh, you know, so if you really are into Sherlock, and then it's fun to then read it because it all very much comes up, particularly Moriarty, because he plays such a central role in the Sherlock series. Oh, yeah. Um, I thought it just thought they were really well done. And I don't know. I think he handles. Um, painting a scene so well and dialogue and moves the plot along. I mean, I felt um, the word is murder just really just, but it was like a runaway train that just hopped on and went along for the ride. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. I'm glad that we yeah. both recommend that one. Yes. So, um, yeah. So I, I was trying to think of um, if you liked, you know, so-and-so. Oh gosh. Cause this um, is such a clever, I mean, I do, I do think if you like magpie murders, mm-hmm. uh, which a lot of listeners seem to, you like that also. Hmm. I sort of thought it's like a BBC miniseries, but for the written word. That sounds, yeah. I uh, think if you like, you know, the BBC, if you like things like, uh, Vera and, uh, uh PBS, I guess the PBS series too, like, um, um, Anne Cleves, who oh. uh, is an author who's written a, a series that, of course, is going to go right out the head. But um, I think if, yeah, if you're into like the Brit Box mysteries and the Acorn uh-huh. mysteries and things uh-huh. like that, uh-huh. I think you're so like funny it. because my sister-in-law supposedly told Jack when he was out there, he's like, Sarah would love Brit Box and right. Acorn. Right. And, and I, which are services like, for people who don't know, services that can get you uh, British television here in the States. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, it's like nine ninety nine a month or something. So yeah, it's like, like Hulu, so, but for British TV. Yeah, and I keep, you know, my husband's like, you've already got Netflix, you don't need that, and I'm like, yeah, but you don't understand. I've got to feed my British. <laughs> I just, uh, it wouldn't be a summer reading if we didn't talk about TV a little. Yeah. And so we need to take a detour here. Ha- speaking of British television, have you watched Crashing? It's a no. one. Oh, Alex is nodding his head. It's one season, and it is. A, it's two seasons. Oh, fantastic! But third, I think. Third on the way. Oh, oh, but where Alex, is it? Alex, love you. Get it? So it's on, the season one is on Netflix and just season one. It, uh, it's all on HBO too, if you have HBO Go or... Oh, we do. Oh, I need really? to figure out how to access my HBO Go because we pay for it. I've never heard of it. So it is, um, yeah, yeah. So it's, um, the first season is six episodes and it's, um, I want to say Phoebe Waller-Bridge, who's an actress, um, and she created the series and she stars in it and it's about these... Oh, um, we're talking about different shows. Uh-oh. Oh, you're talking about an American show called Crashing. Cause I, yeah, Crashing I, is the yeah. whole show. Yeah, no, I Googled it, and oh, it's only one season. Oh, my gosh. Okay, and, and this is Netflix. This is though. Netflix, okay, just right. one season, six okay. episodes, and it's about this um, hodgepodge group of Brits and one French woman who are, um, I don't quite understand the British uh, uh, real estate system well enough to understand why, but they stay in, they get either super cheap or maybe even free to live in buildings that have been vacated and yet not con- not quite condemned. Oh. And it's so there's some some legal thing going on that I just I don't understand. They don't even go into it. But so it's just this is this um, oddball collection of people and their relationships. And it's definitely not something you'd watch in front of your kids. 
um, if they're of a certain age, um, you know, certainly to watch with your adult daughter, that would be fine. Allison, if you and Carol want to watch it and, uh, they're just really engaging, very charming. Uh, the, one of the guys from broad churches in it, the guy who is the, um, newspaper reporter in broad church. Oh yeah. The young man. Yes, yes. He plays very much a different type in that. Um, he's somewhat of a, um, scoundrel or he's, I don't know. He's kind of an, an ass hat, let's mm-hmm. say. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, um, so yeah, it was, oh my gosh, I was really sad to see it end. So, yeah. 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 So anyway, so, um, crashing. The, okay. All right. Yeah. On Sundance, I've watched the split oh. that has, uh, oh, now I'm going to like, I can see this actress. She's a very well-known British action. Is it? Oh, goodness. All right. Uh, she was in uh, Last Tango in Halifax. Um, Alex, you need to look. You yeah. need to Google. Come on, Google. 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 IMDb. Uh, come on, yeah, come on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the split. You're Googling the, the split, split on Sundance. On Sundance. And, uh, uh, and it's, uh, I think, I know it's a British series. Cast. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And look for the cast, uh, but in, it's, you'll probably say it. But anyway, it's about um, essentially a, a family of divorce lawyers. Oh. Uh, a, a woman, uh, matriarch, and her um, two of her three daughters are um, lawyers. One of them, the oldest, has gotten sort of disgusted at the beginning uh, and has split off into a rival firm. Uh, and meanwhile, uh, one of the other lawyers, Nicola Walker, that's it. She's Nicola in, Walker. She's in MI5. Exactly. Yes. All right. So that's, and she's fantastic. She plays the older daughter. Um, and she's married, supposedly happy, happily married three children. But one of the lawyers at her new firm is an old lover. Oh. And so you've got an interesting, you know, the, the sort of the, personal end of her story but then every episode you have uh some sort of uh, lo- you know divorce divorce uh prenup oh so it's a little six her- feet under in terms a little bit uh-huh. exactly Instead that's of a, a good yeah a mortuary or a funeral home it's, right uh-huh. it's in this you know these two very high look i can do elevator London. pitches now <laughs> it's like it's like six feet under but for, <laughs> for divorce, but for divorce lawyers. <laughs> so i've enjoyed that i think it's only six episodes maybe see um, but that's a blessing and a curse it is because then you're like what? And what? You, you know, you're, you're yeah. scrambling yeah. to say, has it been picked up for a second season? Right. In this case, it has. Um, and then on Netflix, I finally watched, drumroll please, House of Cards. Oh my goodness. Wow. You were even later to the party than I was. Oh, boy. And we're shutting down. I mean, the caterers are leaving, E, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I was sort of embarrassed to, you know, I'm, I'm burying my soul right here on that. But uh, that, that was Screw like... talking about depression. You're going to reveal <laughs> yeah, that you just exactly now right. watch House of Cards. That's exactly right. That's probably, probably contributed to it. The last uh, season five, I was like, dear Lord, you know. Yeah. Um, it. I just, I mean, talk about going off the rails i mean that's what i thought season four wasn't even a train anymore no no and i kept thinking you know they're okay they need to have wrapped this up before Mm -hmm. this jumped Mm -hmm. the shark way before season six also can we i mean first of all robin wright penn the most exquisitely beautiful creature that ever walked this earth incredibly talented i got to see her in person i uh, went to see him 
screening of a film that she directed or started or something wow. a million years ago in Mill Valley, mm-hmm. uh, California. And so anyway, but can we talk about why does she wear what she wears when she goes running at night? She, okay, so when she like needs to blow off steam and you know some yep. secret service are going to go with her, she dresses completely in black. In black. Like, and in the world's, I mean, I sweat looking at it. It is, if it looks like thick neoprene. Yeah, it looks like she's getting ready to scuba dive. Scuba dive, yeah, exactly. yeah. And even before she had all of the Secret Service, there was never, I never saw any reflective, you know, gear oh, on her either. Right, right, thank you. Hello, <laughs> 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 showrunner. <laughs> I, know, I know, and the, yeah, there's no reflective hits on and they must yep. be like, you got to take off all the logos. We don't have Nike sponsoring this. Right. You know? <laughs> and right. So, oh my gosh. And the two of them, when they go out running together, they dress like that too. And it's like, oh, come on, people. It's DC. No matter what time of year it is, it's going to be warm and humid. Yes. Yeah, 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 and also yeah. the gratuitous smoking scenes. That whole like bonding with them smoking by the window. I'm like, it is 2018, people. We don't por- you know portray smoking as anything but evil. Right, okay? right, <laughs> like- right. No, no. I, I, I don't know if I'm going to watch episode. I really kind of kept pushing, and I do say that sort of like, oh, well, I got to watch another episode <laughs> of season five because I kept thinking, okay, something's. Uh-huh. something's going to pick up here something's going to uh-huh. you know kind of i don't yeah. know yeah um, i mean her outfits are fabulous her yes. when she's not running her outfits are fabulous oh gosh some of those yeah the, the dresses uh look like what is it roland murray um oh. here again uh for for everybody oh. who's in oh. the note he's a um very high-end designer and he's got some of those sleeveless mm. very tight Oh, uh, dresses oh she yes wears. she does that so well yeah oh my gosh she does that boy, so well boy. yes yeah. yes yeah all right. Well, let's let's get back to books. Yeah. Uh, I think you have a third book, don't you? Well, I have one that I'm sort of. I would put this in the meh. Uh, well, I shouldn't. Mm. Maybe that's a little harsh category. Um, <laughs> let me let me see if oh, I can wait, dig I'm myself <laughs> out of this. Um, uh, Curtis Settenfield followed up. You know, you know how I loved Eligible. I just adored Eligible. I adored Eligible too. Oh, which we oh. need to talk about. I don't think we t- ever talked about. It. Did we? You might have mentioned I think it. I talked you mentioned about it, it on once the book in an bully. intro. And I think yeah, probably. And I know I talked about it in the book book but um and it was a retelling of pride and prejudice, pride and prejudice. but and it's hilarious it, but mm-hmm. yeah it takes place in cincinnati mm-hmm. which i just loved um which is not a typical jane austen setting no not uh-huh. at yeah. all no <laughs> <laughs> but this one she's followed it up with a um her first book of short stories and it's oh, called okay. you think it i'll say it oh. so it's curtis settenfield you think it i'll say it and this was a mixed bag for me um, I really liked the title story, and there were, I think, a, a couple at the beginning, um, earlier works, but a couple of them I found to be, I'll use this word again since I know you love it, twee. Um, I, was, I thought you were going to go with precious even before you, and we didn't even discuss this beforehand. Oh, oh gosh, I don't know. No, we <laughs> didn't. We didn't. Hairs, <laughs> yeah. twee and precious. Twee and precious. <laughs> um, yeah, there was one that I was just, it reminded me of something that, you know, somebody, you know, possibly got kicked out of, uh, you know, the Iowa school. Oh, no. You I... Know. Um, <laughs> uh, it, I know there were a couple that I just thought she sort of phoned it in. Uh-huh. So I I would recommend this with reservations. Uh-huh. I think if you're not a short story reader, uh-huh. don't pick this one uh-huh. up. Um, if you do like short stories and you like your short stories a little bit, you know, 
just sort of, you know, cutesy, cutesy. cutesy. Mm-hmm. And, and some of them, like I say, I like the title story, um, but I'm really hoping that she gets back to the novel. Hmm. Hmm. I've been thinking, speaking of short stories, I, I, I'm pretty sure, you know, I'm not much for short stories, right? but I've been thinking I might revisit some uh, J.D. Salinger short stories. Yeah, that's a, yeah, um, like uh, Franny I've, and Zooey. I've been rethinking about um, A Perfect Day for Banana Fish. Oh, gosh. That's, Carl loved that book, but I've never read that. You haven't? Oh, no. I mean, um, it's very, I'm just going to say its topic is very timely. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. We'll leave it at that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. 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 So, um, so there is a book I want to read, um, and I got it as an audio book from our beloved Multnomah County Library. Woo woo. Yes. Um, but I sort of forgot to listen to it. And so it just evaporated off my phone. <laughs> um, and, uh, Hate it when that happens. Because it's also a big commitment to do an audiobook that you only get for three weeks when there's so many podcasts to listen to. And I'm not right. being self-congratulatory. There are so many other podcasts to listen to as yeah. well, um, including, might I say, um, you're listening to the RFK Files. No. That's fascinating. Oh, really? I am not much for conspiracy theories, but it, uh, and I didn't know that there was a conspiracy theory around RFK. Oh, wow. Oh, it's very engaging. And do you think this is timely, you know, that it's the 50 year? Oh, it definitely was planned on that. And it's, um, so yes, so I started, Molly and I listened to that while we were doing our drive over to beautiful Seward from Anchorage uh, when we were in Alaska. So RFK Files, and um, uh, if you like your true, I don't want to say true crime because no crime actually happens, but um, it is if you like kind of, um, if you loved Wild Wild Country, you would love um, The Gateway. It's about Teal Swan, who I had never heard of. She's a, um, Alex is nodding his head, is Mm -hmm. a um, internet sensation, and some might say, some might say um, um, spiritual leader, some would say a cult. Okay. Leader. First millennial cult leader. First millennial cult. Oh, look at that. Oh, okay, like wow. Scandinavian noir. First millennial cult leader. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I need to write that down. Um, uh, I find millennial a hard word to spell. Um, yeah, I can never remember. If, is it two L's? Two L's, and two twins. Ends? Exactly. It, yeah. I think it's two of both. It is. It, um, <laughs> and I know that because I have beat myself. I, I mean, I, if I had five bucks for every time I looked that word up, <laughs> and I could take us all to Higgins for lunch. <laughs> I'd like to say, I think we should call this the Summer Reading Podcast with a serious dose of pop culture. With, right. And also with a minor in um, lexicon. Yes. How about that? <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Write that down, Alex. Write that down. So, yes. Yeah, so, so uh, okay. That was an incredibly long lead up to the book that I want to read that I tried, to, that I got on audiobook. It is um, Verena by Charles Fraser yes. of Cold Mountain fame. Right. And because I am forever, forever in search of great civil war on the home front novels, particularly set in the South. And so if anyone listening knows of one, because after I saw Cold Mountain, to me, um, I could do a whole episode about why Cold Mountain was incredibly moving, but incredibly bogus. Um, in terms of like, can I look like Nicole Kidman after I've been, you know, but you've read the book, haven't you? Um, no? I tried reading the book. I know, <gasps> oh, the book, I know. Oh, the book is so amazing. And, you know, I saw Frasier about two weeks after the book came out. Well, maybe a little bit longer. He was up at 23rd Avenue Books, which is oh. no longer uh, there uh, up on 23rd uh-huh. Avenue here in Portland. And, uh, you know, he's he's a Southerner. Uh-huh. And 
I won't ruin it, the book if not, if nobody's if there's somebody out there that hasn't read Cold Mountain. But what happened was they had him out out back. It was in the summer reading, and there was a group of probably about 150 200 people crowded in this place, and I was up near the front because I was just in love with this novel. And like I said, I'd only been out a couple of weeks, but but I, you had finished it. Right? I had finished it. Uh-huh. And um, he he gave a reading. He was extremely tired. I had come in late and had been somewhere else. And he's this very soft-spoken man, talks just like this. <laughs> and uh, they opened the floor up for questions. Somebody asked a question. And then a young man way in the back, I mean, like almost in the very back, raised his hand. And they picked him. And he stood up and said, essentially, how? When you started to write the book, did you know you were going to? And then he says the ending. Uh-huh. And if you haven't read the book, the ending literally takes place. The, the really big denouement takes place about three pages from the end. Uh-huh. And he, this kid blurts it out. <laughs> and, and the so, mob turned on oh, him. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I was leading it because I stood up and, in, you know, in great Southern style said lynch him. Um, but <laughs> you uh, did not, did I did. Really? I did. I'm not proud of that, especially. Uh, but anyway, um, so but poor Charles Frazier leans into the microphone and says, for the benefit of you who have not read the book, I will not repeat the question. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> and I learned around, and this kid was slunking, <laughs> slinking out of the <laughs> I've always thought about that. Um, and he has never really kind of, unfortunately, that. replicated that. I've, yeah. I attempted. I, I own the next, I own the second book that took him like, what, um, 10? Oh, gosh. And what's the name of it? I can, it's got I a can short picture the title. Cover. So can I. Red. Mm-hmm. Um oh uh, no green uh, it's greenish kind of greenish yeah, kind of watery yeah. tones although i think it's a mount um alex could you please also look that Charles up for us Frazier's Frazier's second, second, book, uh, second yeah, novel yeah yeah yeah. yeah yeah and he's a, a delightful man and um you know just um i think has a has a huge talent now lives in Asheville, north carolina right right yeah, yeah. so verena i heard about it first on npr mm-hmm no, um, it's, no, it's the one between Verena and Cold Mountain. There was actually two, I think. Oh, in between. okay. There might, I may be wrong, but there's at least one, maybe two. And uh, so, it, and I mean, people on NPR seem to like it, or that maybe they're just being kind. I don't know. Yeah. Thirteen yeah. moons. That's Thirteen it. moons. Thirteen Thank moons. you, Alex. Thirteen yes. moons. Yeah. Now I could not get into Verena, and I wanted to so desperately. Yes, because um, the main character is a woman, right? So it's you know focused on a woman. Jefferson Davis's uh, second wife. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what it is. So, yeah, yeah I, it's just I'm forever. I mean, after seeing Cold Mountain, I, I mean, you know, so I, and at that time I loved Jude Law. Oh my gosh. And um, so I really, really enjoyed the movie. And but what really captivated me about the movie was seeing the portrayal of the families at home with their, you know, sons off. I mean, that scene in the when they come up to the family with that you know just mud front yard and their split yeah. rail front i mean i just want to hear more about families like that yeah um yeah. and so i haven't been able to find a novel that does that for me i'm gonna so think was... about that i'll go back and sort of sort of oh, start good. digging and yeah my father uh saw the movie and thought he, he couldn't get through the book either but he um you know he has uh one of his great grandfathers brought back what they always called the northern fire he mm. um was let, you know, released from a prison uh, up north and made his way back down to Mississippi. And before he left the prison, he took an ember from, oh. you know, the, they had 
you know, fires uh-huh. uh, throughout the prison and kept it warm and, you know, kept it all oh, the way down, it. you know, wow. nurtured it. And then when he finally got home, put it in the stove there. And oh. so they always talked about the northern fire that he brought. And oh, apparently they cultivated, never let that go out. Um, oh, my goodness. In, in Mississippi, that must have been a chore. <laughs> I don't know what, what they did with it, you know, for about six months out of the year. But um, so there's, you know, some fantastic oh. stories that yeah. I think are, there's got to be something out there. Yeah. But now, so you have not read Alison Pearson's uh, new novel, because I figured you would have read that. Oh, it's no, I didn't know out. about it. Um, oh. How Hard Can It Be? Oh. Same characters. It's like, I think you know, 15 or 20 years after the fact, and she's trying to get back into the job market. I haven't read it. In fact, I was hoping that I was, uh, it's waiting for me at the library. Oh. And I had hoped that I could pop over there and and pick it up and and get here on time. But as you know, I had a little trouble getting out of the gate this morning. So, yeah. yeah. Remind me of the title of it. How Hard Can It Be? Um, And remind people of the first, her two other books. Uh, Let's see. Okay. The first one was, uh, I don't, isn't it, I don't know how she does it. I don't know how she does it. Yes. I can't remember. And then the second one was about, it was a Beatles title. Wasn't it? Because it was about the. um, uh, All you need is love. It might, um, something. All right. Alex. Alex. Alison Pearson. Pearson. Two L's, like my name, but with an A. Yeah. P E A R S. We have a quote. We got a quote from her. That's why I thought. For for on the back of, I want to say, Train Like a Mother? I think it was Train Like a Mother. Yeah. 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 Alison Pearson, her second novel. We want to just know, you just find out all the second names of second novels there, Alex. Yeah, so I she's a, so she, it's a British contemporary. Then. Yes, yes, and uh-huh. it's a, a, essentially for those that have read. I don't know how she does it. It's the same character, same family, um, and she is attempting to I loved that get back I- into into the business. She's been out of the working life, I think, and oh. she's supposed to be like in her maybe mid forties, I believe, at this oh, point. Okay. And so they're just so, and it has a certain quality. I mean, to me, those have a certain um, Leanne Moriarty quality to them. Right. You know, where it's very contemporary, yet not bogged down with like cell phones and, and emails and things like that. And so just very much kind of suburban or right on the border of the city life very much today. And do you have an answer? You're looking. Is that, I think I love you. I think I love I you. I was right. Yeah. Oh, no, I said all oh, you that's need a, is a, lover. That's a Partridge family. I'm right. sorry. I think I, I love think you. I think I love you. But the one I'm going to say. I think I love you. Yeah. Okay. Yes. That's it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm afraid that I'm not (laughs) sure (laughs) of the love I feel, and I'm forgetting the rest of it. (laughs) I have to say, when David Cassidy passed away, I listened to that song like five times. On um, it's awfully good, but gosh, music from that era really repeats itself. Oh boy, does it? Yeah. I think you just replayed all that. You sang all the best part of it. (laughs) Um. Yeah. But but Alison Pearson's novels very. I feel if you like Leanne Moriarty, or if you wish that. Maria Semple's books were not quite so feckless. How about that? Oh, that's... Oh, yeah, that was good, huh? Wow, (laughs) this train is moving. (laughs) 
yeah. No, I would agree. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. So I, I, like I say, it's waiting for me at the library. I may take it with me to Kentucky. And, oh, that's a good move. And see. Yeah. Well, you're, yeah. oh, I was about to say, I wish, you know, the library system, I wish it could move depending on which library you're near because I'm like, oh, you're going to pass right. Albina on the right. way home. And, right. You know, Why can't oh. they just right. realize my schedule <laughs> if I just plug my schedule into yeah. the phone? Yeah. Um, and I don't mean to diss on Maria Semple too much. I mean, maybe I'm just a trifle no. bit envious of her. Um, um, success. No, I mean, I love, I really did love Where'd You Go, Bernadette, but mm-hmm. it, like I say, at mm-hmm. the end, I was like, oh, no, 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 <laughs> don't. Um, but, and I liked her second novel. Again, there's another second novel. We could have Alex look yeah. <laughs> I did not care for it, so I can't remember. He's oh, he's, ooh, oh. he's putting his foot down. <laughs> or his, his hand down. He's like, that's not part of mine. So, so um, how, do you think we've gone off on enough tangents yet or um i don't think so (laughs) if if we have we'll we'll hear about it (laughs) but i also got to put in a one did you read the sisters brothers by patrick dewitt um no i remember hearing about that or am i thinking of Chekhov? you read that (laughs) doesn't it sound like a Chekhov novel (laughs) it does does. oh you would like that my husband loved it yeah that one is great it's probably oh that book's probably eight to ten years old the sisters brothers uh patrick dewitt and he's got a new one coming out this will be his third i believe third fourth maybe called french exit Oh. Which um, I don't know a lot about not, it, except that not, it takes uh, We Clo from Jean-Paul Sartre. No, 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 mais non. <laughs> so, so what's but, it, okay? Now that I want to write down, no exit is the name of the novel. What French, is exit. French exit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, it. Uh, I think it takes place in the uh, latter part of the 19th century in Paris. Oh. Uh, I haven't read a lot about it, but anyway, I'm I'm kind of excited about that one. And Ann Tyler's got a new oh. one out, Clock Dance, but. Her last couple have left me cold, so, but I keep going back. I keep. Oh, I know. I have to, I, mean, I went through such a big Ann Tyler yes. phase, just huge. I mean, like the same way I went through it, not quite what I, my John Irving phase, that was quite encompassing, but, but just it was so engrossing, so mm-hmm. enticing. Um, Lori Colwin is another oh, one. Oh, Lori I, Colwin. Yeah, I, I know. Still, you and I both miss her. Oh, gosh. I mean, I mean, I've got my hand over my chest right now because yeah. I just, whenever I hear her name. Oh, I, I know. I know. Um, but so Ann Tyler, but then ultimately I found them, they got so depressing. I mean, that whole Baltimore kind of struggling, you know, appetizers for dinner. You unhappy know. families mm-hmm. that refuse to admit they're unhappy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. like I say, I, I kind of live in hope. Uh-huh. Um, so I will, you know, probably give it a try, but... <laughs> Oh my goodness! Well, it's always good to hear upcoming books because then you can get be high in line, right? On the right. Because- yeah, I think Clock Dance is in July. Uh, French Exit is coming out in August. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, in, did you read in today's New York Times the the book that they had there was? Um, and they compared it a little bit to some of what they call the death memoirs, which, you know, I'm fascinated with. Oh, there's with. so many of them? Uh, well, this one is a different cat. It's called Adva- Advice for Future Corpses, oh. A Practical Perspective on Death and Dying by Sally Teasdale. And um, the reviewer really liked it because he said um, that the only thing about some of the death memoirs was he said he wanted, I think it's uh, she wanted people, the reviewer wanted, you know, somebody to sort of go out kicking and screaming, you know, a little (laughs) bit more like, um, you know, no, 
<laughs> and that this one is, it's not a, a memoir on dying as much as it's a memoir about what happens um, oh. as you die, uh, helping somebody die, oh. um, what happens. They said it's not for the faint of heart because some mm. of it is what happens physically, mm. but also talking um, just about what you can do and uh, helping somebody oh. um, die. And, 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 the reviewer seemed to like it, thought it was oh, uh, fascinating I'd, and timely. Oh, well, I wish I'd had that now, that book before my father yeah. passed. Yeah, yeah, I wish I'd had it before my mother did, because yeah. I think uh, there are a lot of things, you know, we in this country don't, mm-hmm. uh, you know. It's, you have to feel your way verboten. along. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's not like a wedding where there's a million websites and exactly. books and magazines to help you plan it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Hmm. Didn't you say that there's a couple of nonfiction books you've got your eye on? Or? Oh, I was thinking, I was hoping there was one, and I couldn't find any. Oh, okay. Well, there probably are out there. But this is another way for the listeners to send in some upcoming yeah. nonfiction, because you and I both enjoy a really well-done nonfiction book. Exactly, exactly. When I was in Alaska, certainly, I thought about, a lot about, it's not new by any stretch, but um, John Krakauer's Into the Wild. Oh, gosh. And, uh, oh, that's, yeah. Yeah, when I, I went okay. on a, um, my new pal Jackie, who um, gave me the book recommendations and took us on, Molly and me, on a hike with one of her friends, she also loaned us two bikes and helmets. And so I went out and rode on the um, marathon course. Um, it's a small race, and it's a, um, not a closed course, and it was on a, a multi-use trail, a lot of it, a paved trail. And so I listened to my Aftershocks headphones while I was doing it, and so I put on Into the Wild soundtrack. Oh, that was very, you know, yes. atmospheric. Meta. I'm, meta. I know it was kind of, and I thought, I thought I could probably use the term meta, but I don't want, I'm not sure it's right. Oh, you know, that book is, he's, he's fascinating. Oh yeah. And I mean, another, I thought the movie adaptation was great. It was, uh, I would say, uh, one of the only roles I really like Kristen Stewart in. Mm-hmm. Um, how about send me some hate tweets for that one, all yeah. you Twilight lovers. <laughs> That's right. Uh, <laughs> a book you'll never hear us recommending on right. this podcast. Actually, I read the first Twilight. When it came out, I was sent a review copy of uh-huh. it. And I thought, you know, this isn't bad it's kind of kindergarten and then uh, they sent me the second one and that's where it all ended <laughs> but, uh, i but, still want the two hours that i wasted of my life watching the movie oh i want oh. those two hours back yeah, yeah and the two hours that i see that afterward all right so, we are going to get yeah hate, yeah yeah, hate yeah, yeah. so now. let's let's end on <laughs> end that uh, yeah, yeah let's uh let's hear what uh dimity is up to uh in the train like a mother club Hey, hey, everybody, it's Dimity here in Denver, and I'm coming to you during this reading podcast with a recommendation of a different sort. If you are injured right now from running, I wanted to let you know that we have an Injured Bammers page, and it's on Facebook, and it is closed, and it is free. Um, So if you are dealing with an injury, we'd love to have you in there. It's a nice place to come in and get recommendations, to just kind of sympathize, empathize, cry, laugh, whatever you need to do. Um, One post, this is just a sample. Um, Kim says, I'm settling down in St. Louis and the shins feel good even with the workout of moving. I've been so busy that there's been no time to run or do physical therapy. If I can do a couple days of physical therapy this week, I will try to run next week, but it is hot here, so I go early or not at all. Moving is stressful and it really makes me want to go for a run. Um, so just, you know, a little bit of, Hey, I'm healing. Hey, I'm running lots of cheering, lots of empathy. Um, so you can look for it on Facebook. Um, just search for injured Bammers and Bammers has a hashtag. So it's hashtag B A M R S. 
ask to join and one of us will let you in. Here's hoping that you actually are not injured, that you have a few happy miles this week and um, that uh, you have a great all right. Well, we have uh, retreats. I'm going to remind you all about the retreats. Rancho La Puerta, February 2 through 6 next year. It's half full, while Eau Claire, which is May 3 through 6, that's in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, uh, that we are coming up on 75% full. So waste no time, uh, ladies. Head on over to anothermotherrunner.com uh, and, or just search anothermotherrunner.com women's running retreats and you'll land on that page and uh, you'll find out how to register for that. But also I want to, um, I'm pretty sure I alluded to this on the Alaska podcast, but we are going to be starting a new bi-weekly call-in show. It's going to be debuting soon. The most I can promise is July. How about, is that vague enough? Um, Dimity and I are going to be hosts. It's a bit of chit chat, but mainly answering your, your training, running, parenting questions. Um, and I'm not sure we have any expertise in the latter category, but you know, maybe, maybe. Um, so to get started, we need some questions from you. I'm speaking to you, mother runner at mile 4.2 of your run and you who are lacing up your shoes as I talk. Um, we don't have the technology to take the questions live. So we need you to call and record your question for us. I'll share the phone number in a sec, but here's what we're looking for. A message that is at most 90 seconds long. Start by telling us your name, where you're calling from, and if you want, tell us the number of kids. That's up to you whether you include that tidbit or not, and you do not need to have kids to, to leave a question. Then ask the question, giving us a back, bit of background if necessary, but please, the message should be a minute and a half or less. The phone number doesn't ring anywhere, so you can call it day or night. It goes straight to voicemail. The number is 470 470- badass one that's four seven zero two two three two seven seven one again that's four seven zero two two three twenty seven seventy one four seventy badass one dimity and i want to kick off the show like i said sometime in july so please start leaving your questions asap and many thanks in advance our podcast today was produced in portland oregon by Mr. Alex Ward from Sounds Like Pictures and Googler Extraordinaire. <laughs> 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 Many happy miles. <laughs>